Hello and welcome. What? No, don't you tell me to shut up. I'll beat you. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I say nothing. Domestic abuse. Hello and welcome back to Drunken Book Club. Spooktober edition. Because <laughs> we're releasing this episode in October while recording it in September. <laughs> and I'm your creepy, six-armed host, Christopher the Rupel, joined with... The oversized Reuben sandwich, Sam. The normal amount of arms, Brandon. Also normal amount of arms, Noelia. Uh, the only one-armed person in this whole room. Camp Spider Nuclear Arms. There you, there you go. <laughs> His name is Weiss, by the way. You always forget to tell your name. Because I've been here too long, alright? They know who I am. <laughs> You've been here too long? He, he, <laughs> You've been here too long? <laughs> he is the third mo- per- person with the third most amount of episodes. Yes. And he is he is a host of the other show with us as well. True. I just want to make the joke, I know, though, I considering. Know. I'm Ten, sorry, how many oh, COVID, oh. COVID episodes was I'm, I in? I'm the you? only surviving member. <laughs> oh, damn. Technically, uh, Sam's the sur- only oh, surviving, yes. technically. True. Because you didn't come true. in until we started recording here, I think. <laughs> Superior. <laughs> I, but you are one of the, like... Really close to originals, technically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Because, like, you were still in the double... Like, you were in there during double digits, I think. Yeah. He's not dead, but, yeah. you know, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Hope you get some rest good rest. In peace. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I was just saying, I hope Joel... Well. <laughs> yeah, he needs yeah. to sleep well. Aww. Yeah, he does. Nice I agree. Thing. I know. I need to get him his freaking Ren and Stimpy vinyl to him. One moment in silence for all those who are going to need to rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I'm at the beginning of the episode, okay? (laughs) And this episode is a delectable let's read. I've chosen the choose your own nightmare bugged out. Oh, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. What? Oh, it's food. Yeah. Ooh. That's why Sam said she was an oversized Reuben sandwich. Ah, that's Uh, a carton of milk. I thought that was a ship. (laughs) I like the cover says, it could happen to you. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what it's referring to, but it could happen to you, Sam. Imagine like you're reading this as a kid, and the kid's just like, "Oh no, oh no!" Oh, no. Like actually getting afraid. <laughs> I also have no clue how much I paid for this book because um, I think I got it off of Thrift Books, but whoever bought it before me paid ten dollars for it. Ah, uh-huh, steal! Oh. Yeah, I, I think I got this for cheaper than ten dollars. I really hope I did. Or else I got robbed. <laughs> That's the scariest thing of the world. Yep. Uh, did I happen to mention this book's called Bugged Out? No. I can't remember. Choose Your Own Nightmare Bugged Out by L- Laban Carrick Hill. Have that. you read it before? Nope. Ooh. Okay. Here we go. You are a cat, number two. No. Yeah. No, you are a shark, number two. Please don't worry. Yeah. No more cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, cat. do not. I'm not <laughs> emotionally. I only have one more book from the cat series, and it's no. the kitten one. I think it'd be innocent. Okay. I, so I don't believe you. I don't believe you. If, if I pre-read it and, and solemnly swear on my dick... That it's innocence. Will you he guys really love does me? love his dick, though. I love my pee-pee. He would not want to lose his dick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so convenient. I would rather cut off my own dick than admit that alk booze isn't food. You cut off some ding-dongs? You almost sounded like Sid from Ice Age. <laughs> I see the sauce. How's it going? They should edit the... Um, Put murder face. <laughs> Just yeah. switch the two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it works. It would work. Have you ever put your face real close to gray, slippery, slimy slug? Ugh. Real, real close? What? what the hell? Emily, your best friend, asks you. That's what she wants to do right now. She has spied two oozing snot-like slugs munching heartily on a rotten tomato. Oh, she's, they're, they're eating a bad movie, guys. Aw. Uh, in your backyard. <laughs> she bends over and waves for you to do the same. Yuck! You scream, I hate those things. Turn to page two to slap her. <laughs> oh, come on. They're just slugs. Emily sticks her finger onto into a glob of the slug slime. Ah! She brings her finger up to her nose and smells it. Oh, Did you smell it? And then she tastes it. I think I'm going to throw up, you say. What's wrong? Are you sick? She asks. You, sh- you just shake your head in disgust. Clearly she's sick. In the head. <laughs> I, I can do without bugs. They're gross. How can you say that? Emily cries. Here we go again, you mutter under your breath. Emily is crazy about bugs. You can't stand them. It's the only thing the two of you don't agree on. 
Uh, she continues. If you pour salt on a slug, oh it gosh. melts. Want to grab some salt? What oh, the, the fuck? Okay, she, like, she didn't friend. say the last part. Oh, okay. I was like, she's a psychopath. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> that one friend that's way too... But that's really cruel because they don't do anything to you. Did you know that two-thirds of the animals on Earth are bugs? Emily picks up one of the slugs and watches it slither across her fingers. Uh... Now I know I'm going to throw up. You repeat as you nearly lose it. Give me the third that aren't bugs and I'm, I'll be happy. Mm. Luckily, just then your mother opens the screen door and calls you in. Supper! Just, just as, it really, as it linked alongside to <laughs> do it like that. See ya, Emily. Sorry I couldn't stay out longer, you add. But you're secretly relieved that it's dinner time. From... Time to eat slugs. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's escargot. It's snails. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, from past experience, you know that Emily was about to go off on her favorite subject. Books. Uh, good luck in the play tomorrow, she yells as she runs across the yard. You head for your back door. The last thing you want to think about is that play. You're stuck playing a dinosaur. Dinosaur. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Get up on off the. Oh, like, I think it was the Batman Arkham Asylum when yeah. they were making. Oh my god, I love that. You know which one? That that meme where it's like it's Batman going like doing the punch dance thing and like oh. they put walk the dinosaur over it. No, I haven't seen that. We'll show you. We'll show you. <laughs> I need that. Uh, it's such a great fucking video. I love that video. <laughs> uh, your teacher, Mrs. Whitmore, tricked you into the part, and you have a major case of stage fright. Stage piss is more like it. Uh, inside the house, your bratty little brother, Jake, is pouring your milk into his glass. What a bitch. He just wants all that milk for himself. Nom, 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 milk. Nom. He probably trades milk for food at school, you think. You tweak his nose and slide into the chair beside him. On the table is a platter heaped with liver, onions, and Brussels sprouts. What? And he's what? having milk with it? Ugh. Oh. That's like my grandpa. My grandpa would have milk with every meal. Oh. Like, I was just, I was always like, you're going to drink milk with that. <laughs> I don't get it for certain things. Yeah, I don't get people drinking milk in general. Just because we're lactose. That's because you shit yourself. It's actually quite delicious. No, I, even as a kid, I never liked the taste. I never liked milk by itself. I had to have it with other yeah. stuff. I liked it by itself, but my mom realized that like apparently skim milk wasn't cutting it for me because I would try and drink like half a fucking gallon. Uh. And my mom's like, why are you drinking so much goddamn milk? And then she switched it to like 1% and I'd have like a cup and I'd be like, I'm good. <laughs> they really taste different. No, no, I think it's it's uh, what's about how fat, how much fat content and stuff uh. put in there. It yeah. does taste different though, like it is. Yeah, it does hit different. Uh, your dad lays a good-sized slab of liver on your plate. It looks exactly like a slippery, giant brown slug. Ugh. Have you guys ever yet had a liver Never. before? No, I have, actually. Yeah. I mean, you I, obviously. You did not like it. I, no, I had it in Taiwan. Oh, really? Or not Taiwan, uh, Japan. Oh. What? Delicious. Wait, you just ate liver? Yeah. No, we ate liver, I ate small intestines, I ate a tongue. Because like, I've had those other things. I've just never had liver before. Yeah, yeah I've had liver. The yeah. liver is very, like... It's a jelly. I had a heart, actually. I ate a heart, too. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Did you go, Karima? Karima? Yeah. Dang, isn't yeah. that huge? I, I literally told you we ate every part of the cow oh, to, that day, except the for the brain. Yeah. And the hooves. Yeah. Wait, you had jello that day, so you did have the hooves. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, I had liver now. I can say that. All right. Is it good? Yes. It's very, it's very, what's the word? Um, Fatty? Not cammy, like, Bouncy? chewy, chewy yet, like, grainy because it's a liver. Huh, okay. Yeah, because it's like, it's the thing that filters things. Yeah. So it's, Yay, it's very hearty, but at the same time, it's very uh... chewy. I'm really getting sick now, you mumble. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, honey? Your mom asks. You simply shake your head. Uh, don't forget to tell tell him about the package from Uncle Bill. Your dad interrupts. What package? You ask excitedly. Eat your supper. Your mom answers. There's plenty of time for Uncle Bill's shenanigans afterward. <laughs> shenanigans. I love the word shenanigans. It's great. Uh, she gives your dad a withering look. She's dying. You know she is. No, no. You cry every night about it. <laughs> Damn. Her, her, her good looks are now fading away. It makes oh you sad. Oh my gosh. Your, your mommy will never be the milk she once was. <laughs> <laughs> mommy! Doesn't have it going on anymore. I don't she used to. 
do, from, but from, the cancer's <laughs> eating her. <laughs> from past experience, you know that if you bring up your uncle's package again, you might never get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You want your uncle's package? I don't want, the, I don't uh, want uncle's package anymore. Well, then man. bring it up. No, I, I'm good. <laughs> Let me reread that again. From past experience, you know that if you bring up your uncle's package again, you might never get it. You focus good. on trying to swallow pieces of liver without actually tasting it. You cut the meat into tiny pieces, open your mouth wide, and place a small sliver on the back of your tongue. You uh, gag and start to cough. <laughs> Worried that you might be choking, your dad reaches over and slaps your back hard. You wheeze as you spit the liver onto your mother's lap. Oh. Whoa! Gasping, you try to apologize, but your mom simply shakes her head. If you would just eat your food like a normal person, you wouldn't choke. Now I want you to clean this mess up and finish your spouts before you go upstairs and open your Uncle Bill's package. I've spilled, uh, I've spilled hot soup, soup on Excuse my me. mom's Sorry. lap before. Mm. What soup? Hot soup. Oh, hot, hot soup. soup. Yeah. Have you guys never spilled anything? I was never spilled, threw up on your mom's lap. I spilled lap? ramen on myself. Mm-hmm. I sp- I've spilled stuff on, like, everything. What haven't I spilled shit on? It was, I, Including I spil- your mom? Probably. I, I, <laughs> my I, mom. Would you really I, be surprised? <laughs> I literally spilled hot ramen onto like my crotch area, and it was uh-huh. the worst feeling ever. I thought I like I burned my dick for was the rest I of my there? Life. I've no. I think I've spilled soup on my crotch before, but like I had enough layers that I was okay. Nice. I remember nice. being alone, and then I was thank God that nobody knew about it. Yeah. Like, no you screamed? Was, yeah, I screamed like a bloody ah! murder. Like you screamed like Zach Cadle. Ah! I'm so sorry. <laughs> that happens. That's a weird scream. Yeah. <laughs> Jake giggles and runs from the dining room while you clear the table. Tonight was supposed to be Jake's night to clean up. When everything is finished, you yell to your parents in the living room. I'm done. Can I go upstairs now? Okay, but make sure you practice your lines for tomorrow's play, your dad calls back. A shiver runs down your spine and you try to push the thought of the play out of your mind. But you can't. Just the idea of going on that stage dressed up as a dinosaur makes you want to disappear or run away. Anything but but show up at school tomorrow. You try to put it out of your mind as you climb the stairs to your bedroom. On your desk is a large battered box. It's sitting on top of a mess of school books, a catcher's mitt, and some video games. What are the games, book? I want to know. Come on. What year is this? Someone pulled the year, <laughs> year-to-date books. Oh, my actual uh, 1997. Oh, this is PlayStation. He's at PlayStation. What is it? 1997. 1997? Uh, he's got to have Final Fantasy VII. No, I mm. come on till nineteen ninety seven video games. Castlevania Symphony of the Night of the Night. Yeah. Uh oh Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. When did so Final quick. Fantasy Seven come out? Ninety seven. Number, number six. Oh, oh, called it. I was saying number six would have been on It's Final Final out, Fantasy Seven came out in ninety seven. Told you motherfucker. Not in America. Not in America. Yeah, it was. Uh let's see. Click it. <laughs> in America. We're trying to find this guy's exact I'm pretty sure it though. came out in like December of ninety seven. Like I'm pretty sure it came out during the holiday season. So, like, I could understand being... You know what? You're not wrong, because there is... I remember a Christmas... Notable mm-hmm. releases. January 31st. It doesn't say which... Like, whether states or not. Ah, uh, so it was barely, barely out. So... That's cool, though. No, January 31st was, would mean it's the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it came out on the, the beginning of the year. Like, yeah. Release. Barely. I'm looking that up. Okay, release. Japan was January 31st. North America, September 7th. Yeah, oh. so yeah. I was, I was right. You're right. I, I know my years. I know my berries. Juan, Juan would be proud. Yeah. Juan, <laughs> um, we miss you. Love you, buddy. Uh, the box looks as if it was it has traveled around the world to get here. And it nearly has. Uncle Bill is an anthropologist. Right now, he's studying a lost tribe deep in Brazil's Amazon rainforest. This is starting to sound Ooh. kind of familiar to a certain R.L. Stein Goosebumps book. No. <laughs> Do tell. Uh, how I Got My Shrunken Head. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I don't know. Because, like, his aunt is an anthropologist, too, I believe, and she sends him a shrunken head. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe she gives it to him. I can't remember if she sends it or gives it to him. Uh, you take out a pen knife. Oh, this kid has a fucking pen knife? Wow. Awesome. How nice. I know. I, I didn't have a knife until I was, like, ten. <laughs> I get one. Yeah, I didn't get one until like, I was 11. Cut the strange. Uh, you take out a pen knife, cut the strange. That's a weird wording, cut the strange. Is that is that in, like a name? I actually don't know. Oh, strange, beautiful stamps. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I forgot it's two freaking, what's it called? Adjective, or not, um, 
What? Yeah, adjectives are describing words, right? Yes. And when you have two of them together, you comma between them. Yeah. Yeah, that was my bad, because I'm used to not doing that. <laughs> you cut the strange, beautiful stamps off of the upper right corner of the package and tack them onto your bulletin board. You collect stamps. You've got dozens from all over the world. Then you slip the blade under the tape and cut the box flaps free. Turn to page 32. Oh, yeah. oh no. Is this one of those choose-your-own-adventures where it's like... Linear, but they just mix up the pages? Yeah, I think so. Wow! You whisper in awe. Nested among dried grass is the most incredible mask you've ever seen. You quickly pull out your uncle's letter, and I'll show you what the mask looks like after I read the letter. Does it go, what have I got? <laughs> it does not go, <laughs> what have I got? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to replace it with the actual sound effect. Yeah, the one the yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Yep. How should I make Uncle Bill sound? Should I do Bill Cosby? Bill I was thinking Bill Cosby. <laughs> I was thinking Bill Dotrieff. Uh, I can't. I don't know if I can do Bill Dotrieff. Now that I think about it, uh, I'm just gonna do Bill Cosby. Greetings. Thought you would like this. It's a mask used in the worship of the tiny fly from the Diptera Transmogri family. What? I think <laughs> oh, it's the Latin right. name. Science. Oh, the ceremonies <laughs> are secret, and I haven't been able to find out much about them. Legend has it that people turn into flies, just like the movie with Jeff Goldblum that I like. Ooh, Jello Pudding. The mask <laughs> itself is covered with hair from thousands of flies. Ew. Ew. Glued on with sticky fly spit. Yeah. It can take as much as a year to make one of these masks. I'll keep you posted when I find out more about how the mask is used. Fly Miss spit. ya, Uncle Bill. And here's the picture of the mask. Whoa. Oh, that's, that's actually kind of cool looking. That's a, right? Damn. And then you remember that it's made out of real fly hair and fly spit. Ugh. Turn okay. to page 20. Can you imagine, like, you know those little felty things that people stick their needles into to make shapes? Yeah. But with tiny fly hairs? Ugh. Oh, that would be so annoying. Ugh. Ugh. You carefully lift the mask out of the box. In, a, in your hurry to put it on, you don't notice the fine dust. Like grains of wheat that settles on your face, hair, and shoulders. The mask fastens behind your head with little leather straps. When it, when you get it in place, you peer into the mirror over the dresser. You look like a giant fly from some horror movie. Lovely. Silvery, goggle-like eyes dominate the black, triangular face. You laugh. Even though you hate bugs, especially flies, you have to admit the mask is pretty cool. Still wearing the mask, you call Emily on the phone to tell her about your present from Uncle Bill. What? What'd you say? He's wearing the mask, Darwin. Why is this No, don't clarify those lines. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm reading Emily's part. All right, cool. Ah, oh, it sounds great, she says. <laughs> but I can't. I've got to do my math homework. Besides, she adds sarcastically, you need all the rest you can get to be ready for the play tomorrow. Oh no, mm. it'd be terrible if we were a fly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. You warn. Morning, dude. Emily answers and hangs up. Turn to page 70. <laughs> Still no choices. Did we not clean the mask before putting it no, on? No, he just put it straight on his face. Oh man. Oh no. And it's stuck. Oh no. No, uh. <laughs> In the meantime, you put the mask away, do oh, your goodness. homework, practice your lines for the play, and mess around with your favorite video game until it's time to get ready for bed. For, so <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, your scalp feels itchy. Once the lights are out and you're about to fall asleep, the itching becomes worse. Oh my gosh, it's lice. We got lice. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got jungle lice. Uh. It spreads from your head to your shoulders to your arms and legs. It feels as if thousands of insects are crawling on you. You think uh, of the slugs you saw in the garden, and imagine being covered with them. Slugs, I miss whatever you said. <laughs> slugs chewing your skin to a bloody pulp. Ugh. The itching eventually becomes so unbearable that you call out to your mom for help. Your voice sounds strange, though, and no one answers. You try to climb out of bed, but suddenly you're unable to move. Instead, your body levitates an inch or two off your sheets, Ooh. and the itching keeps getting worse. All you seem to be able to do is rub your arms and legs together. It helps a little, but doesn't stop the pain. Turn to page 41. <laughs> you cry out again, but this time all you hear is a strange buzzing in your ear. <laughs> it's a steady humming sound, almost like the noise made by a refrigerator. 
And once it begins, the itching and pain lessen. The sound is calming, and you relax. Chalking up the experience to a bad dream, you vow never to talk about bugs with Emily again. In no time, you're tr you've drifted off to sleep. The next morning, your mom bangs on your bedroom door. Wake up! She yells as usual. You curl into a ball and reach for the blankets. But there are no blankets. You reach down, and all you feel is the sheet pulled tout beneath you. Reluctantly, you open your eyes. Everything looks different. You blink. Your bedroom has grown in size. Your bed seems as long as two football fields. Your, your whole body covers only a minuscule swatch of the pillow. What is going on? You scream, but all that comes out is... Turn to page 62. I wonder what He has awoken and become a bug, just like Metamorphosis. Ah, I gotta go to work, though. Uh, yeah. Everyone's kind of relieved that they're dead when he dies. Yeah. Because that actually happens in Metamorphosis. Babe, yes. Would, you, would yes, you love me if I was a fly? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's my next song right there. Baby, would you love me if I were a fly? And it's going to be a country ballad. <laughs> Baby, would you love me if I were a fly? Yes. Would you cry Better. if <laughs> I died? I'll Baby. take it to the finest poopery. <laughs> Uh, Poopery, they wouldn't like that. She wants the poo-poo platter. <laughs> there you go. There's, there's my Bugs Life joke. <laughs> Who ordered oh, the poo-poo yeah. platter? Mm. Uh, here comes our first choice of the book. Finally. Hopefully first of many. If we want the poo-poo platter. <laughs> go to page 69. I uh, want the poo-poo platter. It's, not, it's a party platter. I just want to make the stupid reference using the poo-poo platter, okay? Ooh. <laughs> I liked it. You move to get up and unexpectedly fly into the air, turning to see what happened. You realize you are hovering several feet above the bed. Your body has disappeared. You don't see yourself in the mirror. All you see are your posters and shelves crammed with stuff. Then you notice a small dark speck in the mirror. You move in for a closer look. It's a fly! And it's you! <gasps> this can't be happening. But are we cute though? Mm, no, you're a fly. You're a fly. It. I don't think flies are cute ever. <laughs> it's against the laws of science. Totally freaked out, you stare at yourself long and hard one more time in the mirror. There's no doubt about it. You're a fly. It must have been. It must have. It must have something to do with the mask that Uncle Bill sent you. Your first thought is to buzz downstairs and get your mom. She'll know what to do. But on second thought, maybe that's not a great idea. She won't recognize you, and she hates bugs more than you do. So, if you want to get your mom, turn to page nine. If you decide to figure this out on your own, turn to page forty-three. Oh, let's get killed by mom. I, I, let's go. No, let's go get mom. Let's go get mom. Okay. Wow. The one right. time that I picked the sensible one. Yeah. yeah. No, everybody else picks the chaos one. This episode, you are the voice of reason. <laughs> I tried yeah, to look up cute fly because why not? Did you find one? Uh, not real one. Okay. No, right. I only yeah. think of the Pokemon. It's called Cutie Fly. Well, this is, I think, what it's based off. Because look at that. That is like Cutie Fly. That is just. Oh that my gosh. Yeah. That is yeah, Cutie yeah. Fly. In a panic, you fly downstairs to the kitchen. Your mom is at the counter fixing your school lunch. The makings of your favorite sandwich are spread out on the counter. It's a poo, -poo platter. Bacon, bologna, lettuce, and tomato. Oh. Who? Okay, I've never seen a kid with a bacon bologna sandwich at school. I'm just saying. This kid's a fucking white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Four pieces of bread are laid out in a row. Your mom is spreading each with mayonnaise. Hungry. Four. Sorry, I'm. Well, one for your brother, one for you. Okay. Uh, I would okay. assume. I would assume at least. I was like a triple, quadruple. Yeah, I was like, holy sandwich? shit. Yeah, she's, she's giving him a, a Scooby. Uh, what's it called? Shaggy Scooby a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Hungry, you feel a nearly uncontrollable urge to dive straight into a slice of juicy, ripe red tomato. The succulent flesh of the tomato calls out to you. Its heady aroma is almost too powerful to resist. Bzzz. Luckily, you come to your senses before you dive-bomb the tomatoes. Instead, you buzz up to your mom's face to get her attention. But your mom automatically swats you away. She's not even aware you're there. You circle her head and try to yell in her ear. You buzz frantically, but she brushes you off again. In desperation, you land on her nose. She screams. She jumps in surprise and swats you off as hard as she can. Turn to page 12. She smacks You're off her dead. nose. <laughs> oh my page god, 12, this picture dead. of your mom is great, and I'll show you once I read the page. Yes. Uh, also, she is a MILF. Uh, she has MILFs. Uh, you fall off balance, flapping your wings and trying to recover. But you can't. Instead, you drop directly into a blob of mayonnaise that's about to be spread on a piece of bread. Oh! Get off there! 
Your mom screams, raising her hand as if to crush you. You try to fly away, but the mail is too heavy and sticky and you can't lift off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because uh, it's mayonnaise and it looks like jizz. Quickly, you roll off the edge of the bread. You try to catch your breath as your mother smashes a second piece of bread on top of the piece you've landed on. Wait, what? She's trying to smash you with... Oh, I thought she was just making the sandwich anyways. I think she was trying to smash you and she didn't want to use her hand. That's my guess, at least. Uh, That was close, you think worriedly. Finally, you get airborne again. Just as your mom smashes her hand onto the spot on the counter where you were perched. Gotcha! She yells with satisfaction. Then she lifts her hand and sees the clean countertop. No bug cuts. Missed. She mutters, disappointed. Next time, I'll be prepared. Uh-oh. Your mom opens the broom closet and pulls out a fly swatter. Oh, no. She means business. Uh, so here's a picture of mom. Oh, goddamn, mom. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Her the, hair's kind of... The makeup is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. All it right. gives me um, Hocus Pocus vibes. Uh, it's the mole. Yeah. Hey, we didn't die. We're getting another choice. Hey. hey. You hover above the kitchen cabinets, aghast at your mom's mean streak. You've discovered for the first time who your mom really is. <laughs> a bloodthirsty insect murderer. Oh. How are you going to get through to her? She's your mom, and she always has the right answer to every problem, no matter how strange. You know she can help. Murder. The fly swatter just missed you. You've got to think fast. Can you get your mom's attention long enough to communicate that you're her kid? Or would it be better to retreat to the safety of your room until you can figure out the best course of action? Let's convince her. If you think you can convince your mom that you've turned into a fly, turn to page 54. If you decide to retreat and fly out of the kitchen, turn to page 56. Alright, if we turn our back, she'll sneak up on us and kill us. If we... I want to see what we're going to try to do to convince her. Right? You'll fly into the saxophone like Bart did in Fly vs. Fly and Bingo Bango. There we go. Yeah, there's there there's go. another pairing for you for this episode. I kind of want to just see what happens. I, I do her. too. I want to yeah, see. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Alright, page 54. We're trying to convince mom. Let's eat mom. Alrighty. Smack! Goes a fly swatter again. That was too close. So close that the breeze from the flyswatter passing by sends you spinning toward the linoleum floor. Like a small propeller plane caught in a tornado, you try to pull up, but it's futile. You bounce off the floor at dizzying speed. And to your surprise, you're not hurt. You're a little stunned. Your brain feels as if it's spent ten minutes in a blender, but nothing's actually broken. You twitch and writhe on the floor until you get your bearings again. Then you decide to try to get your mom's attention one more time before you give up. You have to have a plan, though. Think, you tell yourself. What would convince your mom that you're not the disgusting, irritating insect that she's so intent on crushing? Before you can come up with a plan, you're fighting to save your little fly butts. A giant sneaker is falling exactly where you're laying. Uh, Turn to page 27. Wait, there's a picture of you... Oh shit! There's a picture of you caught uh, in a web, just like Bart, and you and you even have the human face like Bart. <laughs> oh no! Can, Sam, can you look up when Fly vs. Fly came out? Did they rip off uh, <laughs> the Simpsons? This, or did this rip off the Simpsons, or did the Simpsons rip this one off? Fly I'm gonna guess that the Simpsons Fly. is a little bit more popular than this book. <laughs> no. So what is what happened? I don't know Simpsons. Uh, in that episode, Bart uh, goes into a teleporter. It's one of the Halloween episodes with a fly, and he switches like his head uh, switches places with the fly's head, so he's That's on the funny. fly's body. And yeah, let's see, October twenty sixth, ninety seven. Nine. Ooh, same they year. Are like, oh, dang. So maybe maybe they saw that episode and released this one pretty close to it. You know, this came yeah. out in September. Uh, this came out in ninety seven. Didn't say what September. Final uh, Fantasy came out. Yeah. So, who knows? Yep. 97 was a busy year for pop culture. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, sadly. Nope. But the cover was made in 96, though. But the book so. was released in 97. So it might have beat The Simpsons by a little bit, but not like... Yeah. Wow. Simpsons stealing ideas? Wow. <laughs> like, this isn't totally a ripoff of the fly already. Just with fucking native magic. They're like, oh, you also referenced the thing. Yeah. Without thinking, you leap into the air and swoop up high toward the ceiling. You quickly uh, give up on the idea of ever convincing your mom that you're 
Oh, you're you're you in a fly's body. Wow, that that was sad. You just gave up already. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> For safety, you hide in the light fixture at attached to the ceiling. You're certain your mom can't reach up there without standing on a chair. The warmth of the light bulb is comforting. So much so that you land on it. Oh no! No! Yeah. Oh, no! You s- you scream in a voice no one can but a f- no one but a fly can understand. You've burned your little fly feet on the no. hot bulb. So that's why they're are always dead flies and moss in the, in the ceiling fixtures. <laughs> they get fried by the hot light bulbs. You never realized how dangerous the life of a fly could be until now. Oops, you're you, dead. Yep, you singed your feet. Are, your singed feet are throbbing with pain. It feels as if they're still cooking. You've got to cool them off, but where? Fortunately, you remember the tomatoes. The cool, wet tomatoes. Uh, they're perfect for soothing six fried feet on page 85. This author is so weird. Weirder than our stuff? They like tomatoes and bologna bacon sandwiches. I try a bologna bacon sandwich, but I don't know if I'd like it. I don't think I'd like it either. I feel like it'd be too salty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not a big fan of bologna. I like salami. Maybe a salami bacon sandwich I'll have, but not a bologna. Bologna. You make a headlong leap for the tomatoes and land on the fleshy part of a juicy slice. Oh my gosh. Ah, the answer to your prayers. The excruciating pain quickly lessens to a dull... Barely noticeable throb. You wallow in the cool comfort of the mushy tomato slice. Take a couple of delicious nibbles. Squish! You've just been pulverized against the counter along with a slice of tomato. The heel of your mom's palm grinds you into the hard surface. Now you're just a stain on the countertop forever. Your mom wipes your remains away, (sighs) throws out the tomato, and finishes making lunch. Oh, I was about to say, she just packs it up. (laughs) Notice how it doesn't say she washed her hands. And your history, the end. Damn. There's your first ending, guys. How far back do you want to go? Uh, I feel like before we go and like get hunt by mom. Yeah. So you still want to go to mom or? No, I'd say let's go different route. Okay, oh, I got. Okay. I got. So you want to try to save yourself? Yeah, go back to the room. Okay. That's what it was, I think. Yeah, I just have to find the page. Okay, so you decide to figure it out on your own instead of asking your mommy for help. Page forty-three. Because mommy doesn't want to help. She wants to murder. She wants to murder. So this is Noelle now. She's a groupie. She's a groupie. She had become monkey. She had become monkey. She you re- do a loop she the loop. Humanity. Then you suspend yourself upside down. Luckily, you don't feel sick to your stomach at all. You can't help yourself. You're enjoying this fly stuff. As you circle your room, all you can think is, this is really cool. <laughs> then you realize that if you're a fly, you can't be in the school play. All right. <laughs> the one thing you've been dreading for weeks is out of the question. That's funny. You spice some crumbs from a cookie you snuck up to your room a week ago. Breakfast. <laughs> you swoop down and begin to lick a tiny stale cookie crumb. What a feast. Thump, 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 thump. The sound of footsteps on the stairs warns you someone is coming. You hope whoever it is will go to someone else's room. You need time. Time to figure out what has happened to you. How did you turn into a fly? Can it be reversed? The door to your room bursts open and Emily barges in. She never knocks. And it's so embarrassing when she sees your pee-pee. <laughs> Close the door. No. Hey. She yells as she skits to a stop. Where'd you go? Your mom said you're still upstairs. Turn to page 74. You desperately buzz around, Emily, to get her attention. You get it all right. But not the way you want it. Her hands are waving crazily around her face. She immediately opens the window to shoo you out. You avoid her waving hands and veer away from the window. You're glad Emily truly is a person who wouldn't hurt a fly. Enough already, Emily. It's me. I've turned to a fly. You scream. But Emily can't understand you. All she can hear is an irritating buzz that simply gets louder when you talk. (laughs) (laughs) Emily is about to leave, then you get a great idea for attracting her attention. You see that the window is slightly frosted from the dew. It's perfect for writing a message. Quickly, you drag your body across the wet, frosted window (laughs) and draw the letters Emily with an exclamation point. Wouldn't it be frosted on the other side? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. The condensation. Yeah, fair, I guess. Just twerking. Twerk a message. But Emily, the it's not a bee. We are a bee. But Emily is looking the other way. She has found your uncle's mask and is examining it with your magnifying glass. 
cool, a fly mask, she says. Turn to page 48. Bitch, don't touch my stuff. Oh, God, Emily is a... Uh, this this image of Emily just makes me... Ugh. Oh, my God! That's how you look when you look through a magnifying glass. This little creepy picture in a weird way. It's your crush who you cannot find a good picture of. I don't think we ever mentioned that she was your crush. I think she's just your friend. No, I mean, like, when you're like, oh, I like this person, and then you look for a picture for them and show your friend, and it's like... Okay, I got you. And then it's like all like... It's like, I swear they're cute. I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You have to get her attention. You buzz around her head and land on her nose. Even though you crawl up her cheek and just avoid being smacked, Emily's eyes never leave the mask. When something catches Emily's eye, it's nearly impossible to distract her. She's just got what's it called hyperfixation. It's okay. That's why she's so into bugs. Hyperfixation. As a last resort, you fly under the magnifying glass between it and the mask. Holy cow! Emily immediately yells. You hover dead center beneath the magnifying glass, desperately trying to get her attention. You know if she just looks, she'll see the strangest fly she has ever laid her eyes on. You're certain that she'll recognize you, even though you're a fly now. She has to notice that your head is covered with blonde hair. How many flies are blondes? What? Yeah, it's, your head's attached to the fly, apparently. Just, it, just, right. it just says that now. From the other side of the magnifying glass, Emily looks like a monster to you. Her eyes are as big as planets. Her nose could cover the state of California. She's so gorgeous. You, you see her massive <laughs> eyelids close in a blink. Reflectively, you duck. The magnifying glass makes Emily's face seem as if it were it's only millimeters from you. Turn to page six. How can this be? She stutters in shock. We're not a bee. This, <laughs> this How fly, can this fly? This fly's not a bee. <laughs> this fly has blonde hair. You know Emily is aware that all flies are covered with tiny black hairs. Hairs just like those on the mask. She peers more closely as at you as you perch below the magnifying glass. She keeps repeating under her breath. Blonde hair. Blonde hair. Blonde hair. You want to scream. Enough already. But you know that she's just beginning to recognize you. So you sit as still as you as a fly can sit. Which unfortunately isn't too still. You twitch and rub your legs together and stick your tongue out and make small hops as if you're, you've got a nervous tick. But you're just a fly. And that's what flies do. Emily continues to talk to herself. There's a nose and there's human eyes and human ears and and blonde hair. You scream. Would you wake up, Emily? It's me. It's me. Yes, I'm not a fly. I'm really a human. We have human eyes? Apparently. Oh my goodness, that's kind of weird. But all that comes out is that irritating buzz flies make. And a nose? Your voice has changed completely into a fly's. Is that you? She asked hesitantly. Turn to page 17. God damn, when are we going to get another choice? (laughs) All you can do to answer is buzz. You fly over to the window again, hoping she'll follow. You drag your body across the wet, frosted window and spell out, Help! (laughs) Then you fall to the windowsill, too heavy with water to fly. Now Emily gets it. She runs over to the window and traces the letters you've just written with her fingers. Her hands unconsciously slaps the windowsill. Smack! You wince. If this keeps up, you're going to have the most awful headache. That was a close call. Emily's hand lands within millimeters of where you're lying. The heck? Hopelessly sodden with dew. Oh no! She screams, quickly lifting her hand. You race for another hit, but Emily simply brings her hand up to her mouth. She's just realized how close she came to making bug juice out of you. Oh my gosh, I thought she was going to lick it. Turn to page 60. Lick the, lick the fly. To your horror, Emily leaps toward the bookshelves and grabs a paperweight. You try to move, but you're still too wet. Emily raises the paperweight high. There's a fierce, maniacal look on her face as she brings it down on your favorite pen. Then she shakes a drop of ink from the pen onto a piece of paper. Dip one of your legs in the ink and write what, what you want to tell me, she says, picking up the magnifying glass. You grin from eyeball to eyeball. She knew, or you knew Emily would, would know how to solve this. On the paper, in, the, in a faint spidery script, you write, read the letter. Emily hunts around your desk until she finds your uncle's letter. What went wrong? She asks. What did you do? You shake your head and shrug. Emily doesn't understand and points to the, 
The page. Right, she commands. <laughs> Don't know. Put mask on last night. Woke up a fly. <laughs> Woo. It was hard work writing all those words. You hope Emily doesn't have any more questions right away. Turn <laughs> to page 19. That's funny. That's, a, that's an R.L. Stein fucking line. Yeah. And now your leg is unusable, gunked up by ink. Yeah. Emily tries to find a little humor to the situation. I know you didn't want to be in the play, but this sure is a strange way to get out of it. <laughs> you dip a leg in the ink. Not funny, you write. Emily laughs at her own joke. We'd be we'd better do something quick, she says. We need help. Don't tell mom, you implore, <laughs> knowing that you had died in an alternate reality, as yes. Doctor Strange has showed you. The last thing you want is to be a grounded fly. You collapse. Rider's cramp has made your whole body stiff. <laughs> you feel bad for the bug, Sam? Feel bad for me, just fucking getting cramped for that. <laughs> I won't, she assures you. She bends down close. Listen, she says. There's a couple of things we can do, but it's really your choice. We can go to the hospital and see if they can help. Oh. Or we can go to Mr. Scully at school. He's a crack entomologist. He taught me everything I know about bugs. It's a crack entomologist. <laughs> <laughs> you hate the idea of making a decision. Do you see a doctor or an insect expert? Are you still a human or are you a bug? So, if you decide... Am I a man? Or am I a monster? Am I a monster? If you decide you're a human, then more human than bug, turn to page uh, 21. More human than bug. If you conclude that you're more bug than human, turn to page 11. I say we're more bug than human at this we're point. More bug than human. Yeah, yeah. We like cookie crumb. Mmm. He's he's an insect of a man. To be fair, I do that as a human yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you eat crumbs off your desk from a week ago? Do you see a crumb I on the mean, desk? Would you judge me if I said yes? No. Okay. <laughs> then no. Okay. <laughs> you want to write SC. Oh, right. You start to write SC. Emily nods and heads for the door. I need to go home first. I forgot my math book, she says. Oh my you, gosh. You follow her out the back door of the house. Are are you and Emily leaving for school? Your mom calls out after you. Emily stops dead in her tracks. You look at each other, wondering what to say. Uh, yes, but we can't stop, or we'll be late for school, Emily hollers. You hear your mom reply, but you can't make out what she's saying, because you and Emily are already through the door. Yeah. When you reach Emily's house, you hurry upstairs. As you pass her mom's bedroom, a voice calls out, Ah, uh, ah! Uh. <laughs> Emily, don't be late for school! I won't, mother! Emily answers as she dashes to her bedroom. Uh, quickly, she stops to make her bed and brush her hair. And don't come up the stairs like a herd of elephants. How many times do I tell you? Mm-hmm. All right, mother! Emily says automatically, without having heard what her mom said. Turn to page 84. 84. Jesus, that's like the second to last page. Because page 85 was the last page and that's where we died. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Page 88 is the last page. Uh, even though you're flying as fast as you can, you're having a tough time keeping up with Emily. This flying isn't as easy as you thought. You collapse on her bed and try to catch your breath. For a minute, you think Emily has forgotten you. Then as she scuffs her ma- stuffs her math book into her knapsack, she explains her plan. Don't worry, she says, trying to comfort you. I bet Mr. Scully will have some ideas. He has a master's in science, and he loves bugs. Page 51. He loves to pin bugs. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's exactly where this is going. Oh, you think so? Maybe. Oh, I'm just going to think that you're a rare breed of fly with blonde hair. Mmm, the blonde blonde fly of... Of Minnesota. See, I was going to make the joke of, like, it is the Aryan fly the Germans created. Oh, no! no. (laughs) The perfect race. Of fly. (laughs) Can even do the fucking goose stuff. (laughs) You're reminded of all the times Emily stayed after school to do experiments with Mr. Scully's lab. The way Emily talks about Mr. Scully, he's a genius. Everything Emily knows about bugs she learned from him. So he must be good. Emily grabs her knapsack and heads out of the out of her room. Come on, or we'll be late for school! She bounds down the stairs like some enormous dinosaur. Her mother is yelling something, but you don't hear what it is because Emily nearly slams the door into you. Hey, Emily, remember me? Your best friend, the fly? You buzz, shout in disgust. 
Well, if you want me around, you'd better be more careful. You know Emily can't understand you, but you say it anyway. Which feels fucking pointless. Why'd you even bring it up? <laughs> I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> I mean, I do too, but I'm also not like, why aren't you hearing me? Why aren't you listening to me, Chris? Hearing your buzz... Oh, that's me to Sam, actually. Why aren't you listening to me, Sam? You're too busy? Sam's not even home. <laughs> Hello, me. For the next couple of days, why aren't you listening to me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam, you gotta see this cute picture of banana. Oh. <laughs> You can always text it to me. Nah. Hearing your buzzing, Emily turns around. Come on, we'll be late, and you know Mrs. Whitmore won't stand for me missing homeroom for the third time this week. Emily is always late for school, which means that you're always late too, because the two of you walk together to school. Uh, turn to page 57. When are we going to get a choice? Mm. At school, the homeroom bell has already rung and the halls are empty. Emily scurries back to Mrs. Whitmore's class with you close behind. Pepper ran, pepper ran. <laughs> do cool for seventh grade. Emily! Wait, no, I'm gonna do Mrs. Whitmore's voice better. Emily! Emily! <laughs> Mrs. Whitmore bellows. You're late again! Mrs. Whitmore is the most dreaded teacher in the school. Everyone calls her Mrs. Whit no more. Oh my Damn. god! Damn. Because she has no oh. sense of humor. Sick burn, 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 burn. Okay. Sorry, Mrs. Whitmore. Emily says as she slumps into her chair, it, it won't happen again. That's right, it won't. Oh Mrs. Gosh. Whitmore says, scowling, I'm calling your mother this evening for a date. <laughs> Skulking along the edge of the room, afraid that Mrs. Whitmore might spot you, you make your way to Emily's desk. You owe me big time, Emily whispers. What? You buzz. You won't get out of it just because you're a fly, Emily continues angrily. As soon as you're a human, you're going to make... I'm going to make you pay. Emily! Mrs. Whitmore shouts. Would you please quiet down? I have some important announcements. Turn to page 14. I'm imagining the, what's his name? What's your name, Miss, uh, from Invader Zim? Um. I know who you're meet, the yeah. teacher, though, the. Yeah. But she is wit. Yeah, she's good. Miss Bitters. Miss Bitters. Is it not? Miss Bitters. Is Miss Bitters? I'm looking know. it up now. Yeah. It's all your fault. I'm late, you little insect. Emily says as quietly as she can. My mom's going to kill me. Now, class, as you know, what's... Miss Bitters. Mm-hmm. No, it's yeah, right. Yeah, right. right. Our Mrs. Bitters. She's mm. married, apparently. Oh, my God. Or, no, sorry, it's Miss. I can't oh, okay. read. My dyslexic ass. <laughs> now, class, as you know, after school today, we have a class play. I expect everyone to be here on... Mrs. Whitmer stops mis- mid-sentence and looks around the room. We're missing our dinosaur! Emily buries her head on her desk. Emily! Mrs. Whitmer calls. Where is our dinosaur? Sick. Emily answers without lifting her face. She's afraid Mrs. Whitmore will see she's lying. This is a major catastrophe. Mrs. Whitmore moans. We don't have an understudy in the dinosaurs, the biggest parts. After that, Mrs. Whitmore might call your home. Emily adds, I-, I think the dinosaur will feel better this afternoon. Don't worry. I'm sure we'll both be at the play. Angrily, you fly to Emily's ear and buzz as loudly as you can. <laughs> The best thing about being a fly is that you'll miss the play. You hate it when Emily makes promises you don't want to keep. Turn to page 52. Honestly, like, fair. God damn it, still no choice. Is the next page a choice? I want to, oh my god, it's still not a choice. Is the next page after that a choice? No. I hate the lack of choices. When you're, when you're trying to kill ourselves, we got choices. Yeah. Which way would you like to pass away? Right. (laughs) What color That's do you want your urn to be? What these books are about is, yeah. like, how do you want to die? Yeah. The bell for the first period rings and interrupts Mrs. Whitmore's announcements. Everybody dashes out of the group, relieved to be set free for, for her clutches. Emily's next class is math. The halls are packed with kids opening lockers, bunched together, talking, and heading for their next class. As Emily weaves through the crowds, you fly above, trying to keep her curly brown hair in sight. It's get difficult to do because she's so short, and it gets even worse when Walter Smiggly, the school's five foot ten, three hundred pound giant, joins the throng. He's five foot ten. He's three hundred pounds. That's a fucking bowling ball. No, not really. I'm five foot ten, and I'm not three hundred pounds, but I'm like two hundred something. I don't know. It's one of those like it depends on how stuff lays. You're five foot ten. You're if you're my height and you're three hundred pounds, you're wide. Trust me. You are wide. 
Uh, Smig steps between you and Emily, and you end up stuck in Metal Shop, class behind Smig, instead of with Emily and Matt. You try to scoot back into the hall, but the teacher has closed the door. You decide to wait the class out and catch up with Emily in the hall between first and second periods. You find a nice safe corner to wait out the class, but you discover that there is no safe place in the room today. Kids are pulling on helmets and lighting, light, lighting welding torches. This is not good, you say, panicking. They're not going to fucking go up to you and be like, oh, I'm going to light the fly on fire. <laughs> no, to be fair, though, when you're welding, you'll kill a lot of bugs on accident. Really? Yeah. Okay, did not know that. There we go. Now I know. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, they would probably try to go into the light. They're like, ooh, light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Ooh, light. <laughs> Smig holds his torch up in your direction as he focuses the flame. He flips down his mask and begins to weld two sheets of metal just below your perch. I would assume there were only, like, maybe 12 tops, but I feel like that's still young to be doing this. Yeah. Like, welding doesn't start to, like, high school, right? Well, it depends on, well, I mean, it's 1997. Well, even... I feel like they were doing that in, like, the 70s. Like, this is 97. Yeah, well, Yeah, but saying... this person went to school in the 70s. Oh, that's true. Yeah, old man, listen to mine. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my life. Um, yeah, a bunch of shit happens. This wouldn't be so bad if you were a normal size, but being a quarter inch long makes the avalanche of sparks more like a meteor shower. You find out quickly that flies don't blister, but you don't wait around to see if they barbecue. You dart up to a bank of fluorescent lights, grateful that you weren't fried. When the bell rings, you dash from the metal shop as fast as you can and backtrack to Emily's math class. You discover that she has already left and spot her walking to her locker between two taller kids. There you are, Emily says with relief as you land on her hand. I thought I'd lost you for good. I was so worried. I don't think I heard one word in class. You buzz as loudly as you can in appreciation. Turn to page 86. Oh, boy. Here's a picture of you as a fly. What? Oh, we do have a human face. It's disgusting. Human head, yeah. It reminds me of uh, James yeah. the Giant Peach when he's a little caterpillar. Oh, he's the actual oh, face. Oh. See, I just think of fly versus fly. Yeah. There's just a kid walking around with your face. Yeah. Or with the fly head and yeah. your body. <laughs> Emily sits on the floor in front of her locker and pulls a pen out of her pocket. She bites the, the end hard, breaking the pen open. Ink spills down the corner of her mouth as she shakes some onto her notebook. We've got to talk, Emily whispers. You land next to the puddle of ink, ready to write. I've got English art and lunch before science, she says. You begin to worry. That's too long to wait. You start writing furiously on Emily's, Emily's notebook. Can't wait that long. Emily nods. That's what I think, too. We've got to talk to Mr. Scully now, before the next class starts. The two-minute warning bell for the next class period rings. Come on! You buzz and start down the hall toward the science lab. I'm right behind you, Emily says as she shoves her book into her locker, being careful not to spill the ink, just in case you need it later. Why doesn't he, why doesn't he just, just, like, land on her head and just stay there, you know? <laughs> like right, Julie? Yeah. Yeah, like a rat. <laughs> yeah, like a rat would do. Oh, thank God, we finally get a choice. Get in a pocket. <laughs> Chill there. In the lab, Mr. Scully is hurrying around the room, collecting test tubes from the last class, and handing out clean ones for the next. As usual, the tail of his shirt is sticking out the back of his pants. His sleeves are rolled unevenly up his arms, and it looks as if he shaved only half his face this morning. Emily pushes past the kids coming in. Mr. Scully, Mr. Scully, she yells. Mr. Scully looks up and sees her. You know you promised not to skip classes to spend more time in the lab, he says, shaking his head in disappointment. You don't belong in here after until after lunch. Now go. He turns away to finish setting up for the next class. But wait, Emily pleads. This is an emergency. We'll talk about it during class time after lunch, Mr. Scully responds. If you decide to buzz loudly to get Mr. Scully's attention, turn to page 58. If you're certain Mr. Scully won't change his mind, turn to page 75. Jeez. I'd say buzz loudly, buzz but loudly. I think we're going to die. Yeah, buzz loudly. Which I'm a-okay with dying. Yeah, buzz yeah. loudly. Buzz loudly, buzz loudly. Oh, no, keeps going from here. No. <laughs> no! Emily pleads. She points to you, and you flutter in front of Scully's face to get his attention. See that fly? It's it's not. I mean, that's no fly. That's... Mr. Scully puts his hand over Emily's mouth just as his eyes cross and lock on you, hovering before his nose. Shh. He whispers, I see what you mean. Mr. Scully's thick Coke bottle glasses must really magnify because you get the distinct feeling he can see your face clearly. He holds out his hand for you to land on. 
Carefully, he carries you over to his desk. He picks up a magnifying glass and examines you more closely. Hmm, he mutters after a minute. Finally, a student who has to be in my class. He laughs to himself. <laughs> you answer with an angry buzz. No, 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 Mr. Coley says, waving his finger at you. Temper, temper. If you want to turn back into a student, you'd better be nice. Mr. Scully, you've got to help, Emily begs. Turn to page 18. This did not end in death like he thought. Damn it. Well, I'm not sure what, uh, what we can do, Mr. Scully answers thoughtfully. How do you two communicate? He understands everything you say and can write by dipping his legs into ink, Emily explains. Mr. Scully pours a few drops of ink from his fountain pen after onto a piece of paper. Now, first you need a promise to do all your homework and show up for my classes on time, he tells you. <laughs> you sit there not quite understanding what he's talking about. Mr. Scully turns to Emily and says irritably, I thought he could write. He can, Emily answers. Well, tell your friend to promise to be a perfect student in my class and no more fooling around. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking break his skull. Uh, before Mr. Scully can finish the sentence, you're writing promise. Turn to page 25. Broke his fucking skull like he just like has you, like his hand over you. Just... It's like, I can do this anytime. <laughs> Look, there's some students that it just has to be done. <laughs> oh, no. Brandon sees one of his students turn into a fly, just gets a fly swatter. Sometimes you just gotta smack a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Might be lethal. Oh, well. It's more like, we live in Arizona. It's fine to hit kids with fly swatters. Oh, yeah. It's like a chunkla. It's okay. It, it, it's chunkla rules. Chunkla rules. Mr. Scully nods in satisfaction and turns to the class that has just entered the room. Class, we're going to have a pop quiz. Everybody put your books away and answer the following questions. Mr. Scully writes several questions on the board about the digestive tricks of worms and frogs. You can hear a number of grunts and groans from students in the classroom. He's got the class busy for a while so he can work on you, Emily whispers. Thanks for explaining the obvious, Emily. Mr. Scully taps a petri dish, indicating that you should sit in it. When you land, he pours a sticky, sweet-tasting liquid in it that nearly drowns you. It coats your wings so that you can't fly, but you don't mind because it tastes so good. Next, Mr. Scully lifts you up with a pair of tweezers. It feels as if he's going to crush you, but instead uh, he drops you on a glass slide and places you under his microscope. Never in my life, Mr. Scully mumbles. How in the world? Turn to page 34. No choice. He flans out your wings with the tweezers and then nearly pokes your eyes out. Damn. Ow! You shout when he pulls out a hair. What was that? Mr. Scully looks up. Did your friend say something? He whispers to Emily. Well, it's hard to tell, but usually he, when he's buzzing, he's talking, I think. She says, shrugging. Mr. Scully scratches his head. So still has the power of speech even if he can't articulate in an understandable way. He drops you back in the petri dish head first. He swallow a mouthful of sweet liquid and gag. You wonder if they can go do the Heimlich maneuver on a fly. If so, now is the time. The cell structure is odd for a fly, Mr. Scully explains to Emily. In fact, the cell walls are polysaccharide. I, I fucking don't know that word. Which is highly unusual. This would suggest that these cells are malleable, or rather changeable. What the fuck are you talking about, Emily asks. <laughs> Turn to page 61. <laughs> it's simple, Mr. Scully says as he pulls, out, uh, pulls a book off his shelf. If I can find an enzyme that breaks down this type of cell wall, our little friend here just might spring back into his old self. Mr. Scully starts flipping through a book on microbiology. Here it is! He shouts after a few minutes. The entire class stops working on the quiz and looks toward the front of the room. Go on, go on. Mr. Scully waves to the glass. Finish up. You only have a few minutes left, you little fuckers. All the students begin writing furiously. I have just the trick, Mr. Scully says as he pulls beakers and test tubes from a drawer. He lights a Bunsen burner. You hope he doesn't plan a fly barbecue. Mr. Scully That's the second time he's made a fucking barbecue joke. Well, what else are you going to say? The band likes barbecues. Mr. Scully begins to heat some of the sticky liquid he poured on you earlier until it boils over. Then he draws it up into a glass dropper. This might hurt a little, Mr. Scully says absent-mindedly. He drops a small drop of the liquid on you. Ah! 
You scream as a boiling hot drop as large as Niagara Falls nearly drowns you. Ugh. Fucking boiling ass water shit. What are you doing? Emily gasps as you rise in the Petri dish. Don't worry, Mr. Scully says reassuringly. I'm just trying to break down the cell walls. You see, the human part is still there. It's just been squeezed into the tiny body of a fly. As Mr. Scully explains, you begin to feel strange. Your body starts to tingle and swell. Abruptly, Mr. Scully places you under the microscope again and whistles. It just might be working. You nod in excitement because you're feeling a distinct change. Your body feels bloated as if you've drunk too many sodas. Then your legs start to swell until they're about to burst. At first, you think it's just your body pussing up from being boiled alive. It feels like you're getting hives. But Mr. Scully is smiling. Good, good, good. You feel yourself gaining the weight, expanding like a dry sponge dropped in a puddle. But different, very different. Yes! Yes! This is Mr. Scully. Turn to page 83. So I can imagine this just happening in the little science class and some kids looking up and like seeing this happen. Just, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's the only kid that's like not caring about this and then suddenly he sees this. Yeah. I like to think of this like shit. Persona 5 when it's like you have the free time and like there's a kid right behind you and you can make like bombs and shit <laughs> and the kid just says nothing the whole time as you make lockpicks and bombs and he's that's, just like He's not an artist. This is fine. <laughs> he's not an artist. <laughs> You glance over at Emily. She's jumping up and down excitedly. Mr. Scully lifts a slide you're on and glance, and places it gently on the floor behind his desk. He's giving you room to grow out of sight of the class. Suddenly, you're cold. Your skin begins to change back to its normal color. You can sense your hands coming back and your legs extending. It's all happening very slowly. He's anamorphing! I'm about to say! You look up and see that Mr. Scully is no longer next to you. He's talking to his class. Everything seems far away. You don't know where Emily is. Your body is changing too fast for you to process the environment around it. At the same time, it feels as if your transformation is taking an excruciatingly long time. In fact, you've lost track of time. You don't know if the class has ended and if there has begun. All your energy is focused on your body's growing flesh. Your head pounds as blood pulses through your veins. I don't like it. You can feel your stomach expanding at an alarming rate. After a while, you notice Emily hovering over you. Turn to page 38. Hey, your penis looks weird. <laughs> oh no, fly wiener! What to say? Did they come out with clothes on or off? Uh, this picture says clothes. Get a lab coat! She tells someone. Whoa! <laughs> oh, I guess you're naked. There, mind. In minutes, you feel a cotton coat being draped over your body. To your surprise, you almost feel it. You realize how fast you're growing. You try to speak. I- I'm hungry. But before the words leave your mouth, Emily screams in horror. With a lock, look of shock, she backs away from you. What's wrong? You ask her prize. You turn and see your reflection in the tall stainless steel cabinet beside Mr. Scully's desk. Oh no! You shriek. This is impossible! You blink and look again. But nothing has changed. Your reflection in the metal cabinet shows you're human again. Wait, wait, sorry. I, I think I read something wrong there. You blink and look again, but nothing has changed. Yeah, okay. Your reflection in the metal cabinet shows you're human again, but like no other person in the world. You have six arms, three on each side. Wait, oh. wait that would mean you're a Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was good. You have eight limbs. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You bring your hands to your face. All six cover your mouth and nearly suffocate you. <laughs> Behind you, Mr. Scully shuffles toward the cabinet. Oh, Dear, I guess I slipped up, Mr. Scully says with a nervous laugh. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if I can turn you back into a fly. Would that be all right? And here's a picture of you with your arms. <laughs> Radioactive <Jesus>. Spider-Man. <laughs> the end. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a good ending or a bad ending? It's an ending. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't I think do these books have good endings. Is there a downside to having six arms? Um, Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you mean five arms. Damn it. <laughs> hey, still more than you have. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there wouldn't be a negative. T- uh, you know what? You'd, it'd be hard for you to find clothes. Is this yeah, that's true. Has this become but I the... There you go. doo 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 What's the upside of having six arms? Exactly. I, the brighter side. Or the brighter side. Brighter side, yeah. I feel like a, a downside would be clothes, but 
You can wear those, uh, those uh, what's called, those muscle shirts with like yeah. the giant arm sides, and there you go. You're good. If you hide two of your arms, there's the cosplay abilities are so good. Because oh. you've got Machamp. Yeah. You've got Shiva. You you've can't do Goro. You, can't you, do Goro, yeah. oh, you have to hide two arms. That's what I said. Yeah. But I'm saying if you hide those, yeah, could still it's still easier than making full-ass arms. Isn't there like a... Like a character who... You can be the collector from Mortal Kombat. He has uh, six arms, I think. You can be the, the, the spider dude from uh, Spirited Away. You can be um, radioactive Spider-Man there with six go. arms. Yeah, there you go. Do your spider sona. Yeah. Do your yeah. spider sona. All right. Well, that's that's definitely the book we read was that's bugged out. That's definitely an ending. Yeah. Not as good as The Haunted Baby, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Haunted Baby was just good. It was fun. It yeah. was funny. Yeah, that one was funny. This one was just sad. And gross. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Should have stuck with the bat one Sam chose. At I least think... it's not like you are a shark, though, where you don't actually turn into a shark. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you did actually yeah. turn into a fly. Yeah. It did, did at least promise. Yeah. It did. Some fly you, action. You did get bugged out. Yeah. You yeah. bugged out. I can't. It could happen it to could you. It could happen to you. It could <laughs> happen to you. I don't and... have an uncle that just gives me random masks. Hey, thanks for joining us this week on Drunken Book Club. Uh, spooky sober. Make sure to join us when we read a short story and also a short story from Five Nights at Freddy's oh to line up God. with the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I am so down, actually. I will uh, see if I can find another copy of that book for you to borrow. Yeah, because I have I have one book. Oh yeah, the there's so many books out now. Yeah, there that one is like a collection of three short stories. So, oh yeah, well, yeah they're all short stories. No, all of them are regular books. Some of them are regular books. Some of them are a collection of short stories. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought there's. Oh, there's some. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. the, the only one reason I... why I know is because Game Theory. Yeah, because like the first one that came out, like the first trilogy of books was actual books, the Silver Eyes trilogy. Oh, those are actual books. But then this one's like a different one, like Into the Ball Pit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, if you like what you heard, make sure to like, subscribe, and all that other fun stuff. Rate and review. It's, it helps people find our podcast and it helps us expand and grow and become a gross fly creature with six arms mm-hmm. and two legs. So we're actually spiders or octopuses. And hey, make sure to, if you really like us, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkenbookclub. For a dollar a month, you get the episodes up early, you get bonus podcasts, you get reviews of random things. And hey, this month of October, I'm actually doing something kind of cool. I'm reviewing and kind of, and recommending horror movies every day this month in many podcast episodes. So hey, uh, I know it's like October 13th when this episode comes out, so 13 episodes are already out, but hey... You can keep listening to them because they're actually free to everyone to listen. You just have to follow the link, uh, uh, patreoncom slash book club because it'll be free for everybody. Nice. But just because I I don't want to have no audience. <laughs> Thank you, Trey, for still being our patron. <laughs> uh, and you can follow us at DBC underscore Pod on Twitter. Sam, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr very rarely at Berserker Rose. You can find me on Twitter on Twitter on x.com slash Eldritchmade. And Weiss. Uh, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram, Force Left Hander. Drop the E on Hander. Yeah. And uh Let's buzz out of here, guys. Nine to six, I, as I got a good brain that's driving me.